Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Just so you know, a little bit of a programming note. We were going to have Jerry Jones right at 11 o'clock. Uh, he has had some meetings uh, alter his schedule a little bit, so we're standing by. We still will have Jerry Jones on the show today, just a matter of when. Might be 11.30, might be noon. We just don't know. We're kind of playing it by ear, waiting to find out. But Speculating. Jerry, yep. Jerry will be on the show today. We oh, will have Jerry. It's just not nailed down as exactly when that will be. But what we were going to do right after Jerry is go around the NFL, so we've uh, did a little switcheroo, and let's do that here, Shippy. If you would bring on a little NFL music, let's go around the NFL looking at the slate of games this week. We'll do it in two parts. Part one now, we'll go around the NFL after Brian brought us. We'll do that at 1.20 for part two. But let's start with Cardinals, Bengals, Cardinals 0-3-1, Bengals 0-4, two winless teams, two teams that give up a lot of sacks for two different reasons. The Bengals have the worst offensive line in all of professional football. They've allowed 19 sacks. The only team to allow more sacks than that is the Cardinals, but that's primarily because of a young quarterback scrambling around. Those two teams giving up the most sacks in football, 20 by the Cardinals and 19 by the Bengals. Do you know how insane it would be for the Bengals to lose at home to the Cardinals? Because if they do that, then we start talking about history, right? Then we start looking at, okay, is this going to be – is the pressure starts really mounting. They're actually four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah. An 0-4 team. If they lose this game, man, it starts getting really heavy. Who needs it more? Dude, Pittsburgh killed them. Doesn't doesn't Cincinnati need to lose more than the Cardinals do? Given that uh, the Cardinals' future is in place? Yeah, I think that's a good point. Cliff probably needs to try to get a win just so it doesn't look like a complete disaster of a joke. Dude, I, I really – I'm not joking. I think that week one tie – followed up with a week one comeback that fell short already showed you what the Cardinals are capable of and then reality slammed home in the next two weeks they're a terrible team or the next you know yeah next two weeks they're they're a bad team I mean the Bengals are now like all the all the stories you see from the Bengals are like okay are they gonna trade AJ Green when he gets back are Mm -hmm. they gonna trade Geno Atkins (laughs) are they gonna trade all these guys who've been on their team because they're They've got to be. They they need to be in tank mode. Honestly, I forgot about Atkins. They need to be in tank mode. They're uh, bad, dude. They are really bad. It ain't. It's not. I know Michael Lombardi said Ryan Finley. No, it's not going to be him. I don't think it's going to be him. But I don't know anything about him. His NC State. He was okay. He's so, no Russ. They need to lose. So that's a good tank bowl game right there. Yeah, it's good tank bowl game, toilet bowl game. Let's move on to game number two, and that would be the three and one Bills going to play the Titans two and two. And this is a battle of great defenses. The Titans have the fourth best defense points per game. The Bills have the fifth best defense. And we still don't know uh, if Josh Allen is going to play in this game. He's in the concussion protocol. So if Matt Barkley plays, you can only assume that the Titans defense will improve from being the fourth best defense to maybe moving up to one or two. Okay, so I'm really curious to see. I, I know that the Bills offense is bad. I'm still not sure. Like, I look at what the Titans do, and I think that they could be better offensively than they are. So they had LaFleur for one year, right? Yeah. And then he left. I mean, it might have been two, but yeah. Okay. 
Um, Zero C. I'm still I'm still not convinced that the Titans can't score more points than they do. Well, they're getting their Pro Bowl left tackle back, Taylor Lewan, one of the better left tackles in the game. They get him back from a four-game suspension, so maybe that helps give Mariota a little more time. A.J. Brown's good, man. It's the Ole Miss wide receiver that you know D.K. Metcalf got a lot of the shine, but A.J. Brown's good. Two touchdowns last week. Right. Oh, was he the baseball player? Yeah, he was the guy the Padres drafted. Okay. Yeah. Uh, years ago, the Padres drafted him. Um and I mean, he, he he plays wide receiver like he's a linebacker. I mean, he's incredible. So there's a you know there's a little upside there, and it's it's kind of do or die time for Mariota. These are the games Mariota has to win, though. Oh, I agree. Like, you know, I, yeah, and they're the, not going to wait any longer. But I find myself kind of pulling for Buffalo just because that it's kind of a fun fan base and. <laughs> Get a fun place to watch they games. They love to dive head first love, in the table. They, they really do, do man. <laughs> They're crazy. The uh, guys, Cole Beasley, doing pretty pretty well. Pretty, 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 pretty good. Pretty good. He's top 10 in targets and receptions at the wideout spot in the league. In the league, wow. A lot of underneath stuff for him, man, because yep. Josh Allen wants to get rid of that damn ball. He happy feet guy. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game. And, my friends, this one's going down in London, blokes. Oh. The Bears and the Raiders. This is the Khalil Mack Bowl. By the way, since Khalil Mack left the Raiders, all right, check this out. He has got 17 <laughs> sacks and 10 forced fumbles. God. Now, the Raiders as a team, since Khalil Mack has left, have 18 sacks and eight force fumbles. So he's basically <laughs> putting up the exact same or better production than their entire team Pretty since he left. Decision. Yeah, but Ben, they got those sacks and force fumbles plus the first round picks. Yep. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yep. If they just match him with their mm-hmm. entire team, then you factor in those picks. Mitch Trubisky will be out of this game. Chase Daniel will be the starting quarterback. Yes. He will be. How long um, is Mitch out for? Because there was a lot of panic early on that it was longer, but he'll be back in a month or so, right? I think probably two or three weeks. Okay. And then Roquan Smith's going to play. Is that yeah? So was this? Did the story ever come out as to what his deal was? So here's what Bears fans will tell you. I follow Bears up. fans. Here's what Bears fans will tell you. Like the the Bears. The guys Bears fans the will tell you yeah. that the media needs to let this go. I right, guess <laughs> that's what the Bears fans will tell you. Because the the media is just trying to sell papers and get clicks, so oh. Bears fans need to let this go. Yep. Here's what I would say: I think it's very strange, but if it's nothing and I, they chose to keep it in house, the Bears did an incredible job of keeping it in house. Because yeah. I don't think anyone really has a clue. I was starting to like you know just spec- reckless speculation, but I was going, I wonder if he's going to retire. I wonder if he's sitting there thinking about his head. Doing his some football. Andrew Luck routine. You know, we had Kendrick Norton on the other day who lost his arm in a car crash. He's like, well, at least I have my brain. Right. <laughs> he was like, at least I have that. I wasn't going to have that if I played football. So there's always all football players, all they cared about were their knees. Yeah. And I wonder if that has finally shifted and now they're like looking at some of these older dudes and going, oh, God, please protect my head during all this. Let me get out of this with a clean head. And dude, the Raiders beat the Colts last week. So... That was very surprising. Yeah. I thought the Raiders were going to be trash, but they've won two games, right? They're two and two. What are the Raiders? I have a problem with the London game. If you're not going to do, if you're going to do the London game, it needs to be the only game on TV. I have a problem putting the London game with seven other games at noon. Especially like, what's since the point there's, there's only two afternoon games this week, right? Why are yeah. we doing this? Are we doing it for the London fans or are we trying to showcase Europe? What's the what's the the whole purpose of this? To lump it in with seven other noon games, it's going to get lost in the sauce. I, do they still think they're going to put an NFL team over there? Why are they clinging to this? The Jaguars' owner is more concerned about London than he is his own in-house problems. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. of this song? Next week there will be a 9 a.m. game, though. So. 
All right. Oh, thank God. Let's move on to Bucks <laughs> Saints. Uh, Cowboys fans got a little dose of that Saints defense, uh, which, by the way, uh, they are only allowing 2.9 yards per carry on the season. Wow. Um, so that's really, really solid. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, that's the Bucks. I'm sorry. The Bucks. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, yeah. This, the is Bucks. That, yeah, my bad. Yeah. The Donkey Kong Sioux factor. Yeah. And and so here are the uh, the things that stand out in this one. Jameis Winston, 385, uh, 385 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, last week, and in terms of where you guys, how you guys feel about him, has it changed in since I guess week one he was kind of bad week one. Since then he's been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. How yeah. do you guys feel about Jameis Winston? I still feel the exact same way I always have. I just need to see like at least half a season or three quarters of a season where he's doing it consistently. It's so interesting that he was one and two with Mariota, and they both have like. Showing you things, and then made you go, God, I don't know. And then showing you things, oh, God, I don't know. Think about how more t- highly touted those guys were coming out of college than Goff and Wentz were. Oh, yeah. And Goff and Wentz were the better players in next draft. Yeah. Uh, I think that's very uh, a little inter- interesting. Uh, I'm pulling for the Bucks. I know that much. I'd like for the Saints to go ahead and take an L after getting that win on us last week. Could have a conference thing later down the road. And so. the Bucks eat a W. Going for the Bucks. Oh, See if yes, the Bucks they will. Can eat a dub. Here is a. I do have an accurate stat for you for that Saints defense. They haven't allowed 100 yards rushing to a single player in 30 games. How about that? Whoa, Man. guys! There's 16 games in a year. That's almost two years. Hey, how is Shaq Barrett doing so well? He signs Man. a four million dollar deal, and he's got nine sacks in four games. It's the greatest question of all time. It's how did Shaq Barrett turn into the league's most fearsome pass rusher well without having watched a lot of it i do think that once you put a guy alongside somebody like sue there is a nice ripple effect Ooh, does help yeah, yeah no man. i think that's a good point uh it's just weird it's just all happening all at once i mean he was undrafted but uh it's all happening and you got to see a little bit of them and it's like he's always in the mix making plays you guys think aaron donald's better or khalil mack i think aaron, I think aaron donald, donald. This is the fact that he's going up the middle and just blowing everything yeah. up on yeah. every effing play. He's yeah. just a monster, but they're God. both fantastic, obviously. All right, let's move on to the next game. Vikings at Giants. Both teams are 2-2, two and two, and Kirk Cousins, boy, uh, all the uh, old footage of him and his gender reveal trying to throw a football filled with powder into a <laughs> cardboard box that's like five yards away and almost missing. All those have been recirculating as Kirk Cousins is failing massively. He was sacked six times, though. Last week and uh, fumbled twice, uh, lost one of them. Their offensive line picked up seven penalties. Uh, that's an absolute mess, and it's caused basically Stephon Diggs to say, hey, I want to get the hell out of here. By the way, teams that call and have asked, the, the Vikings are saying, no, 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 we're not trading him. You can't have him. So maybe they're not going to trade him. And then, of course, Kirk Cousins had to apologize to Adam Thaleen mm-hmm. for sucking. What is that? So he apologized to him because he has been bad in KT. I'd like to congratulate you and like to congratulate myself for saying the Vikings were the team to beat in that division. Who knows? Who knows? They might still be. This is why they would not trade Diggs, though, right? Because we're four games into this thing. It's early. It's early. But I think we can all agree that we're all universally happy that Kirk Cousins is not our quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a while there where he was in the class with Dak. I think most people would look at it and say, okay, these are the guys that aren't really in the first tier or the second tier. They're kind of Dak has steamrolled past him. 
dude, uh, cousin, uh, cousin signed three years, 27 a year, all full, fully guaranteed in a, in a time period where there wasn't all that many 30 million dudes. Yeah. So, I mean, he was highly regarded, and he does throw a beautiful football, but he does not know how to make the right decisions. I, I don't know if we learn anything from them against the Giants. Next week, they play the Eagles. And the uh, Vikings and Eagles will be a game of high intrigue next week. So. I'm assuming that you guys don't think the Giants are any good. No. Uh, I don't know. They're I, more I mean, dangerous they're, than they were. They're, yeah, they're, that's a good way to put it. Saquon Barkley, by the way, when I thought he was going to miss two months with a high ankle sprain, I was uh, less worried about them. He's already out of the boot and is running around. He's been at practice doing stuff, so he's probably not going to be out that long. And Daniel Jones is better than I thought. So I, I, I guess I'm not scared of them in the NFC East anyway, but they're not as an automatic bi-week win. So I think we've learned that high ankle sprains don't exist anymore. And then number two, I yeah. think we've learned that normally, in any normal year, I would want the Giants to lose every out-of-division game. Mm-hmm. All right? Because I don't fear them, my entire focus has shifted to I want the Giants to win every game so Francesa looks like a douche. Yeah. That yeah. is all my giant thinking is all about Ken Francesa. Because if they beat the Vikings, they'll have gone 3-0 and since Francesa went on his rant and insulted the coach. God, I want that. Guys, I want that so bad. By the way, Golden Taint returns yes. from right. suspension this week for the Giants. Right. Uh, let's move on to our final game in part one here. Jets at Eagles. The Jets absolutely suck. Sam Darnold has mono. I saw him saying that he he feels like he could come back, but he doesn't want to get killed. Like he mentioned that He's, it actually is life or death. Legitimately said that. Yeah. Sam Darnold uh, with mono. Trevor Simeon uh, is, I don't know what happened to him. Did he die? Ankle, yeah. And then Luke Falk is now their quarterback. They have one offensive touchdown in three games. Can I read you? Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that Simeon injury was on Monday night. Miles it was Garrett. violent. Can I read you this tweet from uh, NBC5 in New York? Yeah. But from John Clark last night. Who? John Clark from oh, NBC5. Our, uh, he, does, he runs our website. He yeah. says, Jets will test Sam Darnold tomorrow. If his spleen is not swelled anymore, he will be cleared. <laughs> but if his spleen is still enlarged, he could die if he is hit there. <laughs> when I was reading that, I was like, this guy just went out of nowhere to like he just like drove he just swerved over in traffic if he could die he could die if he's hit there but how much does he love football though? is this somebody reaching up in there getting a hand like like you're picking out melons at the grocery store yeah this feels pretty ripe how do they know if it's I tell you what, or smaller? A, little, a little bit earlier today kt's oh my god yeah smelled really right yeah Lord what I mean so yes figure out who did that <laughs> whatever <laughs> all right so ben and kid show 1053 the fan Never we think we're it. gonna have jerry Gen- we'll have the rest of the games coming Is up in the one o'clock hole? hour uh coming up what? at uh i think we're gonna have jerry jones at 11 30 but before we get to all of that oh dear god would you be worried about your kids if they were dealing with this i'll tell you what it is next on the fan Hey, Mel, Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty. Daddy! Hey, Mikey, if you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget just as soon as. Right. Mikey, popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart, Brian. Let us know what's happening on the telephone. It's the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for rolling with us. Action Pack Show. We'll get you ready for Packers-Cowboys proper like at 1 o'clock when our main man Brian Broaddus rolls up onto the scene. Sometime 
In the next 40 minutes, we believe we'll have Jerry Jones. It could be right now. It could be coming up at 1130. Now let's go to Shippy with an update. Shippy, what update do you have? Hello, friends. I'm here to report that it looks like it will be at 1130, maybe a minute or two after. But yes, she should be calling in about 10 minutes. Okay, so I'll I'll make this a 10-minute segment, or do you need us to break at some point? Um, You guys just talk, and we'll figure it out. All right. 10 minutes right here. Here's yeah, what we're going to do. So I thought I had a topic that I was going to bring to the show. And then everything got way crazier out there in Allen, where my daughter is a 14-year-old freshman. So I'll start with this first topic, get your reaction, and then you'll see why I'm concerned with other things more than that. Last weekend, some of some people that you know she's known for a long time, grown up with, things like that, a uh, text message went out to several parents, not, not us, but several parents. Hey, are you guys okay with your uh, son and daughter spending the night at our house next Saturday night? Okay, so, so it, it's a 14-year-old sleepover for both sexes? Yes, including boyfriends and girlfriends. What? Has anybody ever heard of this? No, that's not allowed. That That is definitely not okay. I thought it was one of the more shocking things I'd ever heard in terms of just generic uh, teenage life out there in the world. And the thing that really floored me, apparently only one parent had a problem with it. What? Couples had a sleepover. Ninth grade couples had a sleepover. It's happened? Oh, it happened. Okay. What? And I know some of these kids and knew some of these kids when they were like eight and nine years old. What was the show that was on HBO about Euphoria? Yeah. You needed all those parents to go watch Euphoria. I mean, what are- wake up! So the question I have is this. Are, and you know, things change over time and your social mores change and all this stuff. Are uh, parents now just like, eh, teen sex is going to happen, whatever, you guys just go do it. At least it's happening under our roof. Is that what the mentality is here? What What is the thought process here? Yeah, I, you know, okay, I, I don't know. I couldn't begin to guess what that is. So I can tell you that when my 11-year-old was 10, he was, I told, I've told the story before, he was, you know, we let him have a phone so we could stay in touch with him around the neighborhood or whatever. And then we'd go back through and monitor all of his interactions. Well, he had a girl who was had two older sisters, so she was very influenced by older girls. She knew. And she texted him and said, hey, send me a guy pic. And he was 10, and we're reading his stuff, and he's like, what does that mean? She goes, you know, take your shirt off and look tough like a guy. <laughs> and he's like, what? I, I don't understand. And she goes, just do it. I'll send you a bikini pic. And he's like, why? Ha! <laughs> And uh, so, she, so she talks him into it. And he sends a picture of just looking at the camera with his shirt off. You right, know? It was right. just from the waist up. Right, didn't include anything from the below the waist. And then she sent like a bikini pic, and they're ten. Yeah. So if at ten years old, our radar is up. Yeah. And we have to protect them from themselves because they don't know what the hell they're doing at fourteen. Good lord. I want no part I wouldn't want my kids staying in the house next door to that. So what is the what is the mentality here of the parent? Is the parent just waving the white flag and going, "All right, you guys are going to do whatever you're going to do." So, yeah, at least you're doing it supervised. Yeah, I don't understand what the mentality is. I I do know this like and we've talked about this before. I want to create an atmosphere at my house where the kids like being at our house. Mm-hmm. Like I want all three of my kids and their friends to enjoy spending time at our house because I want to be able to overhear what the hell's going on. I want to see what's happening. I want to be in control mm-hmm. because I feel like we make good decisions in that regard and I know that we'll make good decisions. So I at least know if they're at my house, everything's cool. And so 
is this that mentality gone bad? Or like, oh, please, they're 14. And, and is it just a, an idea that you think you know everything that's going on with your 14-year-olds and that they are angels? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? And you just want them at the house? I have no idea what the thought process is. I, what are I, they saying? Did they Are they defending themselves? I mean, I, I haven't talked to any of these parents about it. Uh, so, I mean, my daughter wasn't involved in that. She knows these people, you know, really well. But she wasn't involved in that. So... I heard about this and I was like, man, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm so blown away by the idea that parents are okay with uh, this. Is it a reality do- show about teen pregnancy? <laughs> what did your <laughs> yeah, daughter that, think about yeah, it? Yeah, wasn't that called Teenage Mom on MTV? Did your daughter want to go? No, no, no. She was sort of like, oh, that's weird. weird. But yeah. her friends were there, though? Dude. And her friends are all talking about it? Dog. And then people at school start talking about things that happened there. Just, <sighs> All right, so, okay, so who's I, oh. man? I'm getting snipped. So, out of this so time. I thought that that was heavy. <laughs> wait, and wait, thought, things happened. Oh, I mean, so it was kind of a free truth for all. Or, truth or dare happens. Teenagers man. get together, bro. Spin the bottle. Okay, bro. So we were it, teenagers. Remember that? Oh my god, What's up? we needed to be under like a watchtower supervision, right? At all and times. Now right. that was before. I mean, these kids now have seen way more than you guys had seen. Oh my god, wait till I tell you this stuff. Oh, so, no. so then you know, a parent can be like, "Oh, the parents are going to be what? Are the parents going to stay up all night and mont and chaperone this? Like, whatever. Uh, hey, do do whatever. Uh, do you know? Raise them how you want." So, um, my daughter was involved in this thing where there is this, uh, the bus she rides, there is a free for all fight on it. What? Okay? And I saw it because kids videotape everything now. Oh. So I watched the fight. Okay. So, um, I was glad she wasn't on the bus that day. And then all these people are interviewed and all this stuff is it's going on. It's a bus on. that she rides? Oh, yeah. Oh. And, and and it was over what some teens had done, what a couple had done, and then what other people were saying about what had been done. At that party? No, no, no. Just oh, totally just, different. Okay. All right? So, and then, because all these kids now, they share all this stuff on social media. Yeah. Right? They're, and so, anyways... So that was the beginning of what is happening at Allen this week in which several parents have pulled their kids out of school. Like, I could read you off of a... What? Uh, yeah, because it's fight week, Ben. Fight week is like a thing? Yeah, it's fight week, and now some of the kids are campaigning for it to be fight month. Oh, yeah. October. So, October, so dude, baby. The devil's night. So I saw a fight of... I saw it. I've seen the video. So of a girl getting jumped by several girls... Oh. So not even a fair fight. Like it's, it's, it, it's they, not- ju- they jumped. And the reason, supposedly, that they jumped her is because one girl said that another girl's mom was fat. So she got jumped. And then when the administrators were able to get in there and pull the girls off of her and start walking them away, another girl ran in and jumped on the girl that was on the ground to finish her off. Oh, my God. All right, this is going on with fight week. So then I go and I pick my daughter up from school yesterday and her and her friend. They get in the car and they're like, Oh my God! So and so got jumped and she's paralyzed. She was laying on the ground crying and she couldn't move her body. What? So, part of fight week, bro. And so now you're kid, breaking the first rule of fight week. Now kids gossip, and I was thinking about Ferris Bueller, and there was a greater yeah. than zero chance that this kid was not paralyzed and all this stuff. But maybe she was. But the cavalier fashion in which my daughter and her friend were talking about fight week is it's just they accepted it and that's what's going on. Okay. And then I Good was just job. like. Man, I'm. I know I'm older and stuff, but we had fights when we were in school. But now they're videotaping all these fights oh. and circulating the fights, and so I'm watching footage of kids getting jumped. 
God, and this is Allen and and uh, this is Burby okay, McBurburb. Now, nice Allen area. is way overcrowded. There's That's too many what, people in one area. That's what but. I thought of immediately. Okay, so you know, different districts can have a different philosophy on this. Like Frisco, for instance, instead of having one giant school that's a football powerhouse, they have eight high schools or yeah. whatever, and they spread the wealth. Um, Allen has one super school. And so it allows them to have a better football team, right? And that the the mm-hmm. the, the idea to do it that way It's part of the logic. For and sure. so, like you showed me a picture of the hallways one time at the at the old freshman center. I mean, that's incredibly scary and intimidating. And it was I a just, fire hazard, is what it was. I just know, like if you're if you are in a if if your school is overcrowded, then it's Lord of the Flies. There's not enough administrators. There's not enough people. There's yeah. not enough security. There's not enough teachers. It's the inmates running the asylum, so to speak. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like the kids running the school right. to a degree. Right. Um, and that's the first thing I thought of. But, you know, I imagine this type of thing goes this, on everywhere. This is more, to me, this is more of a social media problem. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll get back into this later in the show. But why don't we uh, step away for a second, Ooh. get ready for a little Jerry Jones. Coming up next, what does Jerry Jones think about Fight Week and Allen? Right here on 105.3 The Fan. It's show 105.3 The Fan, and we're very excited because right now, visit with the owner and general manager of the Dallas Cowboys brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best in Texas. We are joined now by the great Jerry Jones. How are you doing today, Mr. Jones? Hey, I'm doing fine. I'm particularly excited today. We've been over here with our press conference announcing the new National Medal of Honor Museum that's uh, uh, going to be a magnificent uh, uh, tribute and and, uh, recognition to the stories of the uh, great men and women who've won the Medal of Honor in the United States. And uh, uh, it's quite a day. It's quite a day for Arlington. going to be quite a day for our nation, really. Wow, that is really, really exciting. Uh, how did you come to get involved in this project? Well, of course, uh, Arlington has been in the uh, forefront of uh, uh, wanting to uh, be a part of uh, the National Medal of Honor Museum and build this museum course, uh, uh, we all uh, recognize what these Medal of Honors mean to uh, the uh, image of, of uh, what country and what patriotism is about. And so uh, this will not only uh, uh, be a big part of what Arlington is, but uh, hopefully with the Cowboys and the Rangers and uh, all of the kinds of recognition we can do with television and media, we can make it a uh, more of a of a, a way of the nation, and especially our young people, to understand what the Medal of Honor winners really did and what they mean to this country. And so, Jerry, this is happening in Arlington. This is in Arlington, and we just announced it. It's uh, I've just stepped out of the meeting. I apologize for uh, our delay here, but uh, we're just announcing it, and it'll be a part of a $150 million museum, but the more important thing, it will uh, be a resounding uh, 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 ongoing uh, national uh, recognition of uh, what Arlington is, uh, uh, where it's located, uh, to visit the Medal of Honor, hear the stories, hear about the men and women who have uh, given the ultimate prize for this country well you never have to apologize for us especially for for something like that that's really cool but we actually were going to ask you about this and there are a lot of cool things going on in arlington and that's where at&t stadium is you guys are going to have uh 
It's an old neighbor becoming a new neighbor in a nicer building right down the street with the new Rangers ballpark going in, getting ready to start. So y'all are obviously invested in that area. What what do you think about the Rangers' new ballpark, and what does it mean to what you guys are doing there to have uh, that nice facility in Texas Live and all that going on? Well, I'm actually standing right here looking at it and uh, uh, having just stepped out of this announcement, but uh, uh, it's beyond uh, comprehension, really, and certainly exceeded anything I could have expected. But with what's going on with the uh, new Lowe's uh, Hotel and the, and the Texas Live Entertainment District and the uh, ultimate addition of another convention center and hotel, uh, it has really uh, created a, I'm not even going to say entertainment district, it's just created a destination for, for uh, all uh, of not only Texas, but uh, some 40-something million people that visit this area every year. And that's really, uh, that was a very attractive thing to the Medal of Honor uh, Foundation Board, that uh, this area has such uh, appeal uh, for uh, not only the population that Dallas and North Texas represents, but also for all the visitors. Uh, but as much as anything, uh, uh, our stadium was built uh, really not just for the 100,000 fans that uh, we hope we have in the stadium, but uh, our stadium was really built for television. Only 7% of NFL fans ever have been inside a stadium, only 7 hmm. Uh, the NFL is a television game. It can't be a studio game. It's got to have the pageantry of home for the stadiums. But uh, uh, what we do through uh, our relationship with the Salvation Army is we take that message and we go all over the United States and uh, have a national presentation of what the Salvation Army is about. We'll be able to approach that relative to what the uh, in assisting the recognition of what the Medal of Honor museum is about or what the medal of honor itself is about man that is just fantastic and uh man we commend you guys for your involvement in that and it just sounds extraordinary and uh, i'm sure we'll hear more about that and we have a limited amount of time with you mr jones and as you know we desperately need to talk to you about what's going on with your football team and i got to start by asking you know there's been a lot of theories on what happened to the to your offense this week and you know, people are wondering, hey, we need Jerry Jones to go in there and get involved in some of those offensive meetings and say, guys, let's let's release the hounds a little bit. Let's do what we did the first three weeks. So did you happen to get a chance to poke your head into any of those offensive meetings? Yeah, uh, I, I think that uh, we uh, uh, do have to realize that uh, defensively, uh, New Orleans uh, really played an outstanding game. And uh, they, they gave us some things that uh, – uh, we had trouble dealing with their alignments in the interior of their defensive line. And that, uh, that was problematic for us. Uh, we can, uh, we can uh, certainly, uh, the game plan, we can work around that. That's not a long term because you anticipate whoever watched uh, how New Orleans did it, that's what you'll see uh, in the coming weeks ahead. But when you really analyze it, uh, those turnovers that we had, those uh, uh, not to in any way, uh, uh, we're not blaming anybody, but uh, those turnovers we had at midfield, uh, the two, uh, and then the sack at the end of the game and uh, Tyron's injury, which ran about 30, 40 seconds off the clock, uh, 
at the end of the day, uh, that took our measure. Uh, we were there. We were there against a good football team. Uh, uh, I'm going to say that over half the time, given a minute 40 on the clock and with the ball, we've got, we'll have a chance to get a field goal or get a touchdown. By the way, if we were playing somebody that has the ball with a minute 40, it's likely they'll score too. And so the bottom line is we were in a position to win that game in a hostile atmosphere against a good team. Uh, do we, uh, uh, did we have a Pollard running free? Did we have, and I've sound, I don't even want to have a tone when I say that. Uh, but they're absolutely right. We didn't run as many offensive plays as you need to run. And you're going to cut down on offensive players' reps with the exception of the offensive line. You're going to cut down on your skill players' reps when you run so few plays. I think a combination of them controlling the ball, which, by the way, is called getting your uh, uh, getting it put to you, with them controlling the ball and the turnovers were the story of the game. I don't disagree with you, Jerry. I think that's uh, really well said. My question would be sometimes lack of execution can obscure the idea that maybe we also had the wrong approach to that game. Is there a feeling on your part that not only were the execution problems, that maybe the approach or the game plan or the scheme of how you're going to play this particular game should have been different? Well, if you, uh, I know we didn't approach game. I'm going to be trite. We didn't plan on Whitten having a fumble. The approach we took to the game was for Whitten to hang on the ball. <laughs> we didn't plan on Zeke fumbling. The approach we took to the game, we don't factor in those turnovers. We don't factor in that sack in a, with a minute 40 on the clock. Uh, if uh, uh, we had factored that in the game, then you probably would have been devil may care and just doing all kinds of crazy things because if you plan on those three things happening, you're going to probably get your butt kicked. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Uh, you've got to plan on not turning the ball over. You've got to plan on if you've got the ball with a minute 40 left to go and two points down, you've got to plan on uh, uh, at away against the New Orleans Saints right now uh, your game plan, your anticipated way you're going to play this game, uh, I'll take that. Uh, I'll take those circumstances every day. Now, we need to play better uh, with our and how we approach uh, when we see defenses the way they were playing us. And uh, that'll be adjusted. But to go in and say, because I've done this, I've basically taken the game plan and taken exactly what we anticipated and said, okay, what if we had done this differently? So I've done what you normally would say. And by the way, I've been in there asking the right guys, the players and the coaches. Hey, we're glad you are too. We, 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 uh, we appreciate you helping us out with the answers and all that. Cowboy fans are super curious. You heard the crazy conspiracy theories out there. Hey, they got rid of all those conservative play calls, and they opened it up, and it's a modern offense. Now, why did they revert back to that? So we appreciate that's not That's not true. That's not accurate. Truth won't work. That's not accurate. We did not do that. Uh, we had a plan that, uh, given going into the game, uh, uh, I, I'm trying. I'm hard-pressed. Now, knowing now that we're going to have those two turnovers, uh, then I might have done a little something differently or suggested to them something differently, or I know they would have done something differently, but they couldn't have anticipated those turnovers. 
All right, you guys are playing a phenomenal quarterback this week in, in Aaron Rodgers. And, and Jerry, you're a Hall of Famer. You have amazing perspective, and, and you've seen a lot of football. And so we've been having these discussions about who the best quarterbacks are in the league now, who are the best quarterbacks of all time. But you have a football game in a sandlot this weekend, and you can pick any quarterback from their prime at any point in their career. Who is the best quarterback, in your opinion, in the history of the game? Oh, my goodness, I wouldn't go there. I really wouldn't because I think they have different uh, – uh, I, I think it's numerous because they have different um, – uh, just have different attributes. And you obviously can win with any of those attributes. Now, we hear uh, uh, Aikman discussed. Uh, Aikman at uh, Accuracy – uh, was I don't know that I've seen a more accurate player that had the right mentality, and his mentality was let his offense work for him, let that work. He was not any way near. I don't even want to use the word, but he's the farthest thing he could ever have from a bus driver. But give me Troy Aikman, a healthy Troy Aikman, and uh, uh, also uh, put the uh, the, the uh, uh, game or put the running game that we have about him. And he had him vexed. He could uh, you could get it going or coming. Now they found found out that they needed to uh, push Stepnowski back on Aikman in the uh, in the huddle. I mean in the uh, pocket. And uh, that made a, that made for the beginning of a lot of adjustments when uh, uh, they, uh, the league adjusted and started putting Stepnowski back there in the pocket. You know, we start. So my point is to long wind to go to go to your question. Uh, I've got to go with the guys that brung me, and uh, I'm going to put Aikman up there. All right. And of course, you know what I think of Romo. Yes. Uh, but we for us for, uh, to be sitting here and not have a Super Bowl. Uh, having had Tony Romo as well as uh, on three or four occasions supporting cast around me is uh, without a doubt the low part of my uh, career. Okay, so so Jerry, let the record show. I want to pat myself on my own back. I predicted you would say Aikman. But having said all that, is yes. Dak more like Aikman or is he more like Romo? Oh, I think he's neither. Uh, I, I really do. I think he's more like... Uh, uh, Brady, I think. Uh, now I'm not gonna. Uh, <laughs> we know Tom Brady, and he's no Tom Brady. I yes. Say that. But the point is, uh, he he will evolve and is evolving into uh, a guy that will beat you, and he will beat you with uh, different circumstances and different players and different type teams. He'll be on teams that have better defense than others. He'll be on teams that have better protection than others. I think we got us one in that. All right, we want to ask you about this big movie released uh, today, this weekend. Everybody's buzzing about Joker, the Joker, the movie, the Joker. And um, it was mentioned to us that maybe you're a big movie guy. So let me first start with that. Are are you a big movie guy? Do you get out to the movies a lot? Yeah, I do. I used to really uh, go before they uh, really the best play uh, television really. Uh, evolved into what it is today, but uh, that was probably my favorite thing to do was hit those movie houses. But, uh, uh, but of course, I watch a lot of movies on television as well. But yes, I'm a big movie fan. So that said, if there was a movie about the Dallas Cowboys, who would you want to play you if you could choose? 
Oh, I, I wouldn't go there, but uh, Brad Pitt, uh, Rock Hudson, uh, Rock Hudson, and a little something for some of the older uh, uh, folks there. Yep. What's the best looking one, Hollywood? <laughs> That's They're all so damn good looking, Jerry. It's hard to pick one. Well, uh, yeah, we were we were just wondering about that. Like, if you if you did if a movie came out and you did want to see it, I mean, you're Jerry Jones, Jamie Fox. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah, well, I'm in on that. I'm in, yes, on that. I'm in on that too. Hey, Jamie could do it. Yes, There's he could. No doubt. Yes, yeah. he could. I know. I know one thing. We uh, have a lot in common. I know we. Uh, uh, I bet you we enjoy the same uh, types of things in many areas. Food being one of. Oh yeah. So uh, in fact, Jerry, you know, you always... Jamie used to. Jamie used to sit with us. He would come in before. He was Jamie Foxx, but he was well on the way. But he would come in, and I used to watch the game in a little a cubicle about the size of a car from the end zone looking upfield. And I sat there for my first 10 or 15 years in the NFL. And Jamie would slide in there, and I mean, we went for three across it. And Jamie would slide in there and watch those games when he was uh, had time to be around Dallas more. But he's a great friend. Well, uh, I, I tell you what, I'd much rather see him play you, but there's a lot of people that are preferring Clint Eastwood over here on the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text 877-881-1053. But I don't know. Uh, it, it, Clint Clint doesn't uh, oftentimes come off as a fun guy. I feel like it needs to be someone really fun playing you. Well, uh, the, the uh, uh, Clint's good enough actor. He could get enough of me in the fun part pretty quick. And, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, I'd like to, uh, you, you know, you're right. I picture me, O'Mule, M-U-L-E Jones. <laughs> I think that's the way I could finance this thing. I love it. I love that. That's fantastic. Okay. So we like having fun with you. Obviously lots of uh, fun topics out there. Today's national taco day. How, what is your favorite taco? How would you make it? What would you most, where do you like to go for tacos? Anything you got to say about National Taco Day? We'd love it. Yeah, I have uh, some of the uh, neatest uh, uh, friends and uh, uh, really uh, people that uh, I get to live with, work with, and uh, they're great cooks and they uh, are wonderful taco, enchilada, uh, all kinds every kind of beans that you can imagine with uh, uh, Hispanic, Mexican orientation. And so I'm a king when it comes to the, the quality and the variations of Mexican food that I get. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I really like uh, uh, just uh, uh, your, your traditional ground meat taco if I've got to start somewhere. And that's usually how I'll start. But... Uh, uh, you know, I uh, uh, actually grew up where we were very unique in central Arkansas. We had a place called the Mexico Chiquita, and it was really before its time. And it had fabulous, fabulous Mexican food. And uh, a guy named Blackie and his wife brought it. Uh, they'd spent a lot of time in Mexico. And it was not uncommon for uh, our family, my sister and I, dad and mom, we'd eat there two times a week. God, that's awesome. All right, and before we let you go, obviously lots of optimism in Cowboy Land. Folks were planning parade routes after the first three weeks, and now folks are panicking, and it, you know it's a volatile bi- bipolar roller coaster ride of sorts, but uh, do you still feel right now as confident as you did after the first three weeks? Well, I felt the same way that I felt after the first three weeks. When we had arguably the best team, the 93 
92 team, 93 champion. Uh, we won nine games by a touchdown or less, and that was was a, on hindsight was a dominant team. Yet nine games by a touchdown or less. Uh, we're going to have close games. We had them last year. We always have them. You got to win uh, those those. So uh, that's what's ahead for us and our ability to uh, uh, basically take that ball with uh, like we did the other night, a minute forty, and go down there and get the win. That's, it's going to come down to that several times, and uh, uh, we can be good at that. We can do that. I'm not trying to be trite, but we can do it. If we can, I'm still as optimistic as I was before New Orleans, and that's not a sales job. Well, Jerry, you're always a heck of a lot of fun to talk to. It makes our Friday mornings really good. Hope you have a great weekend out there at AT&T Stadium, and we'll catch you next week, man. I'll try to be on time next time, man. Thank you, <laughs> listeners. Thank you, listeners, for hanging in here. Thank awesome. You very much. All right. See you, Jerry. There he goes, Jerry Jones. I mean, think about that. He he's he is being as genuine as he can. He is uh, disappointed that he wasn't able to be on time for the listening audience. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.